0: you.
1: Thank you, Paul Brennan, for that amazing theme. I wonder if that was better than Noah's theme. You guys should fight about it for a very long time. You guys should
2: meet up and fist fight about it.
1: I think they should. I mean, obviously they know each other.
2: It's a fight to the death. Whoever wins, uh, they get to be our official theme. Or we can just change it every week.
1: Send more themes so we don't run out, by the way. (laughs) I think I still have a couple in the tank, but I need more. Just send a couple,
2: and we'll just cycle
1: through them. Yeah, we'll do all of them Because we appreciate over a series it. of weeks, but thank you, Paul. That was great. Other Paul. Not the normal Paul. This Paul. Fuck normal Paul. <laughs> Fuck you, normal Paul. Also, it was Paul Bren's birthday today. Happy so birthday. So this will be a week from Paul Bren's birthday. Yeah. Thank you for the theme. Again, it was good.
2: It was very good. Thank you.
1: We're not recording this like way after we record the episode.
2: Not at all. It hasn't been an hour and 25 minutes or anything. Okay, bye. We love you.
1: I was saying it to you, Frank.
2: Bye. Uh, okay, bye. I love you. Fuck you. Damn it.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I'm your host, Cape Thomas. With me, as always, is your co-host, Francisco Ocala. And today, we are talking about the second movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, The Incredible Hulk from 2008. The red-headed stepchild of this whole universe, I think. Like, people will kind of pretend that this doesn't exist for some is reason. Is that a saying? That's a, you haven't heard that? No, it's I not a don't metaphor know. or something. Not a metaphor. An analogy? Simile? I,
2: Simile. I don't know. Just something about... <laughs> calling this movie a ginger just doesn't feel right.
1: (laughs) No, but you you know what I mean, right? (laughs) It's like people kind of discard this movie pretend it's not part of the universe. I think
2: the more common one is is like the black sheep. I guess so. Not (laughs) not the red haired (laughs) red haired
1: stepchild? That's a real saying. I swear to God. I'm gonna look at it. Maybe I misused it. I don't think so.
2: I'll just take your word for it. Even though it's a real thing. I was gonna say you're probably wrong, but Knowing knowing me on this show, I'm usually the one that's wrong. <laughs> up,
1: yes, uh, you are usually wrong, and you were wrong. A redheaded stepchild is someone, or metaphorically something, that is treated poorly as not part of the group. There we go. Oh, Jesus. The next sentence from Quora after that definition oh, is, one idiom is... Oh, so it's an idiom. God damn it. I'm an idiot for not knowing that. But one idiom is... To beat someone like a red-headed stepchild, and then the next sentence is red hair is rare. Hold on. Yep,
2: this <laughs> is a. R- These are two very different sentences.
1: So today we're talking about Incredible Hulk, <laughs> released on June 13th of 2008, Friday the 13th. I I assume. I hope. Probably uh, not. Budget of 150 million dollars. Box office 263.4. So. It still made over $260 million, but this is the lowest grossing MCU movie of all time, which probably isn't surprising. But then again, it kind of is because when we talk about Marvel characters that everybody knows, I feel like Hulk is up there because of the TV show. Like That was a big deal. I don't know if everyone knew it was Marvel, but everyone knows the Hulk. So it's kind of interesting that this movie didn't make that much money, especially since it came out a month after Iron Man, so it's not like-
2: I think that might be why it didn't make that much money. Because it was so yeah, soon. Yeah, I think maybe they were too close together, so people just didn't go see this one.
1: It's ridiculous, that I know we talked about last week, but literally a month. Yeah. A month between <laughs> those two movies. That's insane. 2008 was kind of a big year for superhero movies, because we had Iron Man, we had Incredible Hulk, Hellboy 2, and The Dark Knight. Those are some hard hitters. All of those made their money back. Also, I think this was the only superhero movie in 2008, other than Punisher Warzone, not to be nominated for an Oscar. But Punisher Warzone, that's a whole other thing. Whole other good or bad thing. I like that movie a lot, even though I think it's kinda racist at the end. But we'll talk about that next week. Uh, maybe not race, it's just like stereotypical and like wow guys. <laughs> Morally <laughs> not questionable. Great. Yeah, which sucks because otherwise that is a fucking amazing at least adaptation of a comic. Like it's so there aren't many movies that literally just feel like a comic book story come to life. But that's for next week cuz we got to talk about Hulk this week directed by <sighs> oh, Okay, what was it? All right,
2: let's let's see how many tries this takes for Gabe to pronounce it correctly.
1: Louis Leterrier. One try for any. Okay, unless I was wrong.
2: I'm sure it was. Give it a couple more tries. <laughs>
1: uh uh Leonard fuck. He directed The Transporter 1 and 2. He directed The <laughs> Clash of the Titans remake and he directed Now You See Me.
2: Hard hitters. That's a lot of weird movies to just throw in with (laughs) The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, you know (laughs) magic magicians that rob banks? I also did The Hulk.
1: (laughs) You know what's weird? Mark Ruffalo is in that movie.
2: Is he? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. That's weird.
1: Mark Ruffalo was the first pick for Bruce Banner in this movie. So since the start, they wanted Mark Ruffalo. Why, Why didn't he get it? I think he just passed on it. Because superhero and, movies were still kind of like... Eh. And then he took it in Avengers? And then he took it... Well, yeah. Once he saw how fucking big this universe was and did, how much Robert Downey Jr. was getting paid.
2: <laughs> was Edward Norton planned for Avengers? Or did was he just done yeah. after this?
1: Edward Norton is a actor I like a lot. And I like a lot of his creative decisions. Especially around this time period. But he's kind of an asshole. And he ended up rewriting the script... And, like, he directed himself in a lot of this movie. He loves to get behind the scenes and make a lot of creative decisions, even though directors don't really like that because they want to be in charge of a project because, I mean, the they job. should be. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, Edward Norton is, is famous for going in and being like, no, uh, we'll do this this way. Uh, so he did a fuck ton of that. The only screenwriter credited for this movie is Zach Penn, who we talked about a bunch of times, because he also wrote Electra and then The Avengers. We talked about how he just gets better as time goes on. He is the only screenwriting credit on this movie, but it's like half him and half Edward Norton, pretty much, so. I think there was some... There was some executive reason why Edward Norton couldn't be credited. I think he tried to go under an alias um, <laughs> or something, but they were just like, whatever. Nobody fucking cares.
2: The one guy credited is just, is just Edward Norton's alias. <laughs> just Zach started, Penn is Edward Norton. Yeah, he just started working on all the Marvel movies.
1: That's terrifying, actually, that he could be Edward Norton. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever seen a picture of him. I'm sorry, Zach Penn. I'm sh- you, you, you write good stuff uh, most of the it time. I time to why. get Zach Penn on, on the show. Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> also... Props to him for having a, a last name Penn and being a screenwriter. That wasn't very funny. And Tim Story. He he wrote the Fantastic Four movies. His last name Story. i very tempted to
2: end this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gabe has already lost his No,
1: mind. it's not going to happen this week. It's not going to happen this week. We'll see about that. Franny, it can't happen this week. <laughs> Please don't let it happen. I need you to walk out if it happens, okay? I mean, <laughs> you've seen this movie before, right, I assume?
2: Yeah, I think I've seen it, like, twice before now. Okay. I haven't seen it very many times, but I know I've definitely seen it.
1: I've seen a lot, because I've seen all these a lot, I probably don't even need to say that at this point. Of you have. What, <laughs> what do you think about this? Because, yeah, the reason I started by saying that this movie kind of gets left out is because I feel bad for it, because I really like this movie, for the most part. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> a good. A lot of people don't
2: like it, but it's actually pretty
1: good. It's free. <laughs> it's not yeah. as good as Iron Man, No, but it's
2: not as good as Iron Man, Still pretty good. Yeah,
1: it's not as good as Iron Man. That's true. But they're also very different. And I think this is one of the better looking movies, not as far as the design of the Hulk goes. That's a whole other thing. I don't
2: know. I think I think after a while I started thinking that the Hulk in this is like one of my favorite designs of him from the movies. Really? You, I the... don't I don't know what it is, but I just think he looks really good in this. Okay,
1: well then we can talk about this right now. Yeah. Okay. This is probably my least favorite on-screen design of the Hulk. Okay, why? I don't like how he doesn't look like Edward Norton at all. Mark Ruffalo's Hulk is so good because he looks like Edward Norton. Even Eric Bana's Hulk looks like Eric Bana.
2: Okay, you just... (laughs) Never mind.
1: (laughs) I meant Mark Ruffalo's Hulk looks like Mark Ruffalo. (laughs) Sorry.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Mark Ruffalo's Hulk looks like Edward Norton. Isn't that so weird that they they fucked it up and they accidentally
1: (laughs) made him look exactly like Edward Norton.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense, but to me, I feel like it's i'm not really that bothered by it another
1: way i look at it is a thing i do kind of like about it that i think is completely unintentional is there's a development of the hulk through these movies in this one this is the most like savage violent mindless hulk even though he talks more than hulk does in the next like bunch of movies he's still the most ruthless just fucking murderous hulk and then the avengers he's still like that pretty much age of ultron he becomes a little more sympathetic by Ragnarok, he's starting to to talk and whatever. You know they what only call you.
2: They call you the stupid Avenger. You're tiny Avenger.
1: And then, of course, by
2: Endgame, he's literally just. Uh... So in conclusion, Hulk just becomes more lame as the movies go.
1: Sure. Yeah. No, he becomes no. less less violent. Well, in a way, more lame. Yeah. fair. I mean, fair. to some people,
2: but I mean, I kind of like it. It's interesting. No, I prefer
1: <laughs> that. But that's kind of you need a really. This is maybe the most violent mcu movie oh yeah Be- <laughs> so much fucked up shit happens in this <laughs> kicking movie that guy into the tree kicking yeah kicking beloved character actor tim roth into a tree <laughs> you know it doesn't and get much doesn't better than that. and he doesn't die well because he has the super soldier serum yeah, another brilliant really thing weird. that's so but... amazing <laughs> that's what it is in the ultimate comics is it was a strain of the yeah. superhero super that's, soldier serum that's a cool connection i guess i like that especially since three years until we see captain america but in this movie they talk about how there's this project of world war ii on the canister where they get the super soldier serum out of it has the name of of the doctors who was working on captain america it says stark industries on it because howard stark was involved with that so that's so great to set up three years in the future we talk about a lot of unintentional stuff in the first iron man but that is they know that eventually they're gonna have to introduce captain america I don't know if they knew they were going to do it so soon, but that's pretty seamless. I like that they were like, ever since Captain America, we've been trying to replicate him forever, and it's never gone well. When we did it with Bruce Banner, there was too much gamma radiation or whatever, and it fucked him up and made him this weird 0% body fat gray Hulk. Another reason I don't like the design. I don't think he looks that gray. (laughs) Okay, fine. We'll talk about this again. (laughs) then. Original Hulk, he's gray, right, in the comics? Uh And then, because it was a printing error... or. Or, there was a printing error with him being gray, so that's why he's green. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be gray, and then they were like, oh, we can't do that. He'll he looks be green. Cool as he's green. <laughs> yeah, and he looks pretty cool. Although, Hulk Gray, by it's it's a Jeff Loeb Tim Sale thing. They're like, maybe my favorite duo as far as writing and drawing comics goes. I was rereading that this morning. There's a deleted scene in this movie because I was watching all the deleted scenes. And there's one where Tim Roth is talking to uh, Thunderbolt Ross. <laughs> he's talking to General Ross, and he's like, hey, I saw the Hulk, and he's, like, gray or green. I don't know. I couldn't tell, which is a reference to the comic thing. But also, he is kind of gray in this because I don't know if it was the director or visual effects artist or whatever who was talking about how he kind of based on humans, like, like, you get redder when you blush or whatever, so your color changes. So sometimes in this, he's gray, and then when he's angrier, he's green. So it does kind of change. He's he, When he's in brighter lighting, you can kind of tell that he's more gray, and then when it's darker, like at, in that final fight, he's more green. I feel like the color kind of varies... And I think that's interesting, but I think when he's gray, it doesn't look right, because the gray Hulk looks a very certain way. Whenever you do gray Hulk, you make him look like from the 60s. There is not an ounce of body fat on the Hulk at all. And Edward Norton is ripped. We see his abs a couple times in this movie. But it's just, it's so exaggerated in a way that gray Hulk shouldn't be exaggerated. Or even if you're looking at him as green Hulk, he's too, like... He's too cut. He shouldn't be so cut. And I don't like even looking at the neck. It's like it's just like four bones. I don't know. That I hold feel to like the body. that's kind
2: of how the Hulk is supposed to be. He's literally just he's just a giant muscle monster. So of course he's not gonna have any body fat.
1: But I think he should. I think he should reflect Bruce Banner. I look at Hulk and I don't see Bruce Banner. And the whole point is the dichotomy between Banner and Hulk and their like Jekyll and Hyde relationship. And in this, it's just so disconnected because they look nothing alike, and there's no mannerisms between them. Even Eric Bana Hulk. I, I like. I love all the stuff Hulk does in this. I love the boxing gloves with the police car, and I really enjoy all of his action sequences. I just think, appearance-wise, it's probably the worst that we've seen.
2: That I think that's a fair point, but only like as a pair. I think just the design of the Hulk is one of the best but then once you put like Edward Norton as Bruce Banner then it's kind of like not as good because of like what you said they have nothing like they have nothing alike or anything but i think just as like just looking at it i think it's one of the better looking ones
1: that's fair like i don't have any problems with the effects i think the effects yeah, are really the great the effects are really good I love all the transformation scenes in this movie, especially the one where they've shot the tear gas into that bridge in the school and it's filling up and then the eyes just go green and he's like bursting out of his clothes. That's, Fucking incredible.
2: <laughs> One of the most uncomfortable scenes in the whole movie is him trying to turn into the Hulk while he's strapped to that table. So oh, he's like, my God. It's like halfway Edward Norton and halfway like Hulk. But, yeah. But like he starts getting big, but he's still like
1: normal skin and color. I should reiterate that when I say I want to look more like Edward Norton, not like, not like that, that, obviously. <laughs> That's fucking weird. Any frame that you pause there is so cursed and weird, and it's, it's so... so- I don't like that at all. When he's
2: shrinking down and he's like huge, but it's like Edward Norton's feet. Yeah, or there's like, the it's...
1: part where it's just big shoulder blades coming yeah. out with Edward Norton's <laughs> normal face. That's so weird. Uh, uh, I hate that. Yeah, I hate that. No, I don't have a problem with the portrayal of the Hulk or anything. I just don't personally like the look, but I know there are a lot of people like you who are in favor of it. So that's that's totally fair. And that doesn't detract from the movie. I don't love the design. Like That doesn't really matter that much.
2: Yeah, I feel like there's not too much Hulk in this but I feel like that's pretty common for like most of the things involving Hulk yeah. except for when he's like <laughs> except when he's like Mark Ruffalo and Hulk obviously I feel like
1: we every movie we're like we always say that we're like oh there isn't that much of a superhero and I'm like there is like, like well, that okay. doesn't mean that there's no action sequences or anything it's obviously, I think there's but... plenty of Hulk and I think he looks better in the dark and again not effects wise I just think the colorization is better I think
2: He's only in the dark, like, for one scene, though, isn't... Or no, he's... It's, like, two or three.
1: You know, most of the time, because I really like how the cave looks. Also, that's ripped right out of Hulk, Gray. That exact kind of encounter where he brings Betty to the cave. That's the dark. The final battle is darker than, like, the campus is. But then again, the campus action scene is one of my favorite Hulk action scenes ever. I think that all of that's incredible, especially when he gets kicked into that tree. It's perfect. It's so fucking great. And he's, like... Using the, like the metal he's as chop them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, also, there you go. Super soldier serum. Yeah. Shields. <laughs> just, just. I don't even know if it's intentional, but it's funny. It's probably it's not, funny. but it's, it's, f- it's still it's cool. Kind of, it's funny in hindsight. Oh, and actually, speaking of Captain America, have you ever seen the deleted scene where people say that Captain America's there, but he's not? I haven't. He's not. It's fucking bullshit, but... Yeah. <laughs> since How this would he? Movie, since this movie deals with Captain America, there is a scene because... We'll talk about the Hulk 2003 connections later. There aren't too many, but we love to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we kind of so we'll talk talked
2: about that in, in that episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, but there's more I want to say after having rewatched this. Um, okay. But there's a deleted scene, and he talks about this in uh, the first Avengers movie, where he tries to kill himself. I got low.
2: I didn't see an end, so I put a bullet in my mouth, and the other guy spit it out.
1: And they were like, that's too dark, we have to cut that out, but you can still find that scene. So he goes to like Antarctica, I don't remember why, to kill himself. Um
2: freeze himself to death.
1: No, he has a gun. <laughs> <laughs> he has a gun and he like he's you know, he tries to kill himself and then he turns into the Hulk or whatever, so he can't. There's a part in that I think I don't know if Hulk like smashes or whatever the ice and then all the ice comes up. But there's a moment when all the ice is like shooting up in the air and people are like, Oh, if you pause it right there you can see Captain America's frozen body. One. What? <laughs> Captain America's frozen body is in antarctica but it's in a ship it's not just his body there (laughs) two what it's literally just a block of ice (laughs) so i'm gonna i'm gonna show you it more moments later so i guess it's his shield and it's like kind of visible
2: it's whatever who cares what a a waste this movie's like 12 years old who cares anymore yeah it
1: doesn't matter i just find that interesting
2: literally dead in the mcu so it doesn't matter we also Um, found that apparently people think that thor is also in the movie he's definitely not he's
1: 1000 percent not i'll take the captain america thing a little bit but absolutely not thor we have Liv tyler in this movie as betty ross as opposed to jennifer connelly in the 2003 one She's better. I kind of like her and Bruce a lot more than I like like Jane and Thor, I think. I think most relationships I feel like are kind of like Jane and Thor's a little a little bland. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's not great. Just cuz Natalie
2: Portman is kind of bland to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm not I have nothing against her, but neither I, do just I as I just far as a dynamic like, goes. It's like yeah, uh whatever. It's kinda, yeah. But I like them. I like them. And also, Betty gets to kick a little ass in this movie, just for a second, but I love when she just elbows that army guy yeah, in the she, face. she does a something. That's great.
2: Does she work 9 to 5?
1: Working 9 to 5. No, she's the opposite, which I was going to say, but I was actually hoping you would say it so I didn't have to. Okay. But yeah, no, she doesn't. It's, it's great. Like, she doesn't save the day or anything, but she's still... That that guy's bleeding for a while. Yeah. He's gonna be thinking about that forever. That was an
2: elbow straight to the nose. She broke his nose <laughs> yeah, for sure, like...
1: which is good. And them together is is just a good combination, I think. And I I was gonna say this before we started talking about the Hulk's design, but this is one of the prettiest MCU movies, I think. So many Marvel movies now are so bland and just like gray and white, unless it's a Guardians movie. In which case, they're all, it's just neon. <laughs> they're all fucking, like, not very good to look at. Like, they're great movies with great effects, but cinematography is awful. This is yeah. a very pretty movie. You know, there's a, lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of scenes set in the rain. There's a lot of raining in this movie, yeah. which adds to the dramatic feel, because there is a drama layer, and that's why I think Betty and Bruce work so well is because that's a very, dr- like, overly dramatic, tragic story. I feel like this is
2: more of, like, a drama movie than an action movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, well, I think it balances the two pretty well, but there's a lot of somber moments, which there should be. Hulk yeah, should be sad. That's just how Hulk it's a is. depressing. It's a the whole concept of Hulk is so depressing that I'm really glad that we get to have a movie where Dedicated we see to that Hulk being depressing. Yeah, but not in just like a mopey shit way. Like we still get to see Hulk do wacky Hulk stuff, but we also get. Real emotion, which is nice because there's emotional moments in Iron Man, but it's not like, it's not a drama yeah. in any sense. That is more of a comedy, honestly, if I had to put it on one side or the other. Yeah. Most
2: MCU movies aren't really super dramatic. I think this is probably one of the more dramatic ones like, out of oh, all of them. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I totally think that. I mean, especially now with all of them being like comedies. <laughs>
1: Yeah, even when you have half of the superheroes die, most of that movie is yeah, still literally, hilarious.
2: Literally in Endgame, where they're literally the entire movie is about resurrecting like all of their friends, making jokes about Thor looking like big like oh, looking don't, like even the bring it up. don't even bring it up, do <laughs> <it. laughs> fucking Slur playing Fortnite. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, cheese that Fortnite scene yeah. is awful.
2: It's nice to see like a uh, I guess a like a less funny Marvel
1: movie. I think early on they could still have different kinds of movies because we still do like you know homecoming is more like a john hughes type movie and then the i mean even like the ant-man movies those are closer to like buddy cop family style things and so there's there's difference in genre there and the ones that are more different are usually the more interesting ones and there's little differences between these like iron man's more comedic this one is much more dramatic there's a lot more time to deal with stuff even though this is actually the shortest mcu movie isn't which it? is interesting yeah it's still like an hour yeah, 55 so minutes that short but just if we're talking about length i do want to talk about the hulk's dick no i want to talk about the how this is kind of the only and maybe this is a you're gonna be like that's a weird connection for you to make not in a weird way just like why would i jump to this right now this is the only mcu movie that and it technically does but it doesn't really have a post-credit scene it has that last scene which functions like one but that's not. There isn't even a title card first. Yeah, it goes to that scene, and I love that. And I think that actually spawned the first ever Marvel one shot, which maybe we should start talking about going forward. Um, I think it's called yeah, the consultant. The the post credit scene is not Tony Stark asking about the Hulk. He's asking about Abomination. Hulk, yeah, probably shouldn't be <laughs> on the Avengers. He's fucking maniac. Blonsky, at least, is a military thing and S.H.I.E.L.D. is a military operation so they can get mean... him under control. But also... Considering
2: what Abomination did. He got his
1: ass beat, by the way. <laughs> oh my god. There's cool, that moment or... where No, like, Which yeah, one? by the... I'm saying Abomination, at the end of this movie, okay. he doesn't die. He's one of the only villains, I'm pretty sure, in this whole universe not to be fucking murdered. He
2: just gets stabbed with his own rib or something. As yeah, it was strangled. weird <laughs> spinal pr- protrusions. Are th- <laughs> Are those his bones? Like is his spine outside of his body or does he have a second spine? <laughs> I'm
1: nodding furiously. Yes, that okay. is his fucking spine. So
2: like his rib cage all, all that shit inside is just n- not No, at all I think <laughs> it's
1: I think it's there. I think it's enlarged. Like the Hulk has to have a larger skeleton than Bruce Banner yeah. does. So that bone structure has to change, but it's just Blonsky since he already had the super soldier serum in him, then being injected with Bruce Banner's blood—that's gonna fuck it up because that those two things don't mix well. Yeah, that makes sense.
2: I yeah, I just I didn't understand if his ribs just like went outside of his body and then all of his organs are just fucked. No, I'm I'm pretty
1: I'm pretty sure they all just enlarged I would have to assume. Now. He at least I mean cuz you can kind of see the rib cage and it's kind of higher up. Yeah. And then yeah, the, his spine is literally sticking out of his body. It's kind of like a like a spinosaurus, honestly. And then
2: he has just the weird like bones coming out of like his elbows. Oh yeah, and like his his thighs Which, or whatever. Yeah. Which, that's not how bones work, I don't no, think.
1: <laughs> but it's gross and looks cool. Yeah, the looks face good. isn't great. I still I don't like that he can talk. <laughs> no, I don't like that either. That's so weird. Like why can he talk but then a Hulk can't <laughs> I guess that's probably an effect of the super soldier serum of him. Or why, having... Okay, why
2: does just why does he need to talk at all? Why was that necessary?
1: <laughs> oh no, it's not necessary for him to. But if i if I'm thinking why would he technically yeah. be able to, I think it's just because those two things it probably didn't mess with his intelligence that much. He, he's smarter than the Hulk, but the Hulk is a lot more deadly, I think. Spolansky's kind of an idiot. It's
2: seeing as he literally strangles him almost to death. With, with a, a big chain, chain. <laughs> yeah.
1: He really gets fucked up. <laughs> like, I think they both when do. He's, but when he's getting his face just punched in... With the car? <laughs> no. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember. He gets the, his ass trying
2: so yeah. often, but yeah. The, the car boxing gloves, because he's on the ground... I think he, he's getting, he's I think he was getting... in the ground, and then no, he was yeah, getting he's, in the gra- he's getting punched further pulled. into the ground. <laughs> like,
1: his face is just getting smaller yeah. and smaller as he's getting destroyed. But then
2: Hulk gets kicked through, like, three buildings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, Abomination gets shot a lot <laughs> with a helicopter.
1: Yeah. I mean, when Hulk gets shot, they just bounce off. I I, I, I assume that's probably the same for yeah. both of them.
2: It, it's just, like, direct shots from They're a helicopter at, like, point-blank range, stuff.
1: Other than those, like, Stark sound cannons, the only real threat. It's like the both of them to each other. I feel like that so makes sense. It does make sense. It's good. That's that's how it should be. And I think that a lot of people don't like that ending fight because they're like, it's big. It's two big gray CGI monsters punching each other. But that's cool. It's a good version of that. Yeah, the p- there that's... can be bad versions of that.
2: I don't know what you expected from the Hulk, though.
1: The Hulk should be fighting another Hulk.
2: Yeah, that's the that's literally the only thing that can threaten him in any way.
1: <laughs> and I think looking back on it, maybe it's because how many MCU movies are they fighting an evil version of themselves? It's all of them. Yeah. But <laughs> there's exceptions, obviously, but, like, Black Panther in, fights yeah, another Black Panther. Is... Ant-Man fights another Ant-Man. Like, it's the same. But then you have this movie, and that wasn't totally a cliche yet. I mean, that kind of happens in Iron Man, but that's a little different because it's a much bigger it, it suit. It happens
2: in every Iron Man movie. <laughs> or, no, it,
1: it happens the in the first two. The first two, first two, Yeah. And, um, and Ultron, kind of, <laughs> kind of, yeah, exactly. Well, like technically, it happens really. a lot. It happens a lot. <laughs> I mean, Loki is a bad Thor, kind of. Yeah. it's different, but it's the same. <laughs> it's different. Does it happen? To, it does same? it
2: happen to Captain America? I don't think Winter Soldier. Or well, he no, fights, They're both super. Soldiers, he fights other super so, soldiers. Yeah. Red
1: Skull is an evil Captain America, technically. But yeah, kind of. Yeah characterization can be better or worse. So sometimes it doesn't bother me as much, but when it's when you're having a purple black panther fight a normal uh, yeah, black panther kind
2: of, on a train oh, on a train track. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's 10 years away. But but uh <laughs> kind of
2: ridiculous.
1: Pretty ridiculous. I don't mind it as much in this also cuz they're different enough. It's two big monsters. Big monster. But one of them is a Hulk and the other He's a big scary bone monster. He's so <laughs> he's different enough. Yeah, I can't pretend that he's. One like, can talk and one is, one can't. So <laughs> one has lots of bones. One has bones on the inside. One can Hulk smash and the other one can just look ugly. <laughs> you might become an, an abomination. abomination. Oh.
2: I. Oh. It happens in every single one of these movies and it never gets better. <laughs> Where no. they just like they just n- name drop it out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, it's better. I think it becomes better once the universe becomes more when it admits that everything's ridiculous and people can start being named. Like Star Lord saying his own name. That's, yeah. That's. I feel like that's the turning point when things become better. When he's like, "I'm Star Lord." You know. You know. Whatever. Whatever. Like like that's better. I think. Than yeah. Just, having him be like, "You're an abomination." We're, we're calling him the Hulk. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't fucking care. Just, just let him always have been the Hulk. One
2: of the only times it's ever been done good is in Spider-Man when <laughs> Bruce Campbell just calls him that's Spider-Man. That's a great one. <laughs> exactly.
1: That's a good example. Even Deadpool, that's a bad one. Yeah. And they're like, oh, the Deadpool, the Deadpool. is a thing. Ha. Huh. <laughs> Fuck you. That's so bad. <laughs> that's so bad. That's such a good movie. That's so bad. Yeah. It's like the worst part of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking dumb thing. Some kind of Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Iron Man. Who has okay. a nice ring to it?
2: <laughs> who, who uses the word Hulk, ever? <laughs> I mean, maybe you know, maybe if what college student is <laughs> using the word Hulk? <laughs>
1: maybe in a universe where the Hulk wasn't a famous comic book character, we would use the word Hulk more. You know, I don't think I don't so. I, I feel like know. it's a weird word, and there's
2: so many di- different, like, more
1: casual words to use than Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Like I would say like sometimes I would describe something as hulking as in like a big monster, yeah. like oh it's a huge hulking force or whatever. Even saying it like that is weird now. Yeah. Because it, it just I feel know, right. I don't think about it yeah. when I say it. But, like, yeah, I wouldn't be like, oh, it's a, a Hulk. Yeah, like, you what? say, no, it's a, big, it's a big fucking green monster. <laughs> it's, yeah, we're calling him the big fucking green <laughs> monster. That's what they should call him. Martin Starr is in this movie in the computer lab. He's, like, the nerd who's like, oh, thanks for the pizza mm-hmm. or whatever. He is the teacher in Homecoming, which is weird. You know, the, the teacher who's like, yeah. oh, we can't lose another student on a school trip. Not again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's that guy. Weird. It's so weird, right? It's like, oh, I guess he's in Hulk. Sure, whatever. Why
2: not? Also, Lou Ferrigno's in this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Interestingly, this can be our segue into talking about Hulk 2003. I wasn't going to start talking about it, but we can. He plays a security guard in this. That's exactly what he was in the last movie. In the last Hulk movie. I know that... Having Lou Ferrigno in both Hulk movies makes a lot of sense because, of course, you know, he's kind of what popularized that character along with Bill Bixby. And we do get a Bill Bixby cameo because he watches a Bill Bixby movie. And that made me so sad seeing that because I was just like, fuck, Bill Bixby, you're fucking great. (laughs) I (laughs) wish you were still around. Yeah, interesting that they decided to put him in the same role in both of these movies. And that's because... This was originally going to be a sequel. It originally had Eric Bana. He was going to fight Abomination and The Leader. We'll talk about The Leader in a second because that is one of the biggest, I don't even know how to describe it, like teases in this universe where it's like, here's a thing. His head's getting bigger. Ooh, but oh, I'll get into yeah, that yeah, in a yeah. second. I, I was like, what are you talking about? But yeah, um, I, yeah, yeah.
2: I still... I don't understand why that even happened.
1: I'll, I'll, we'll talk you about it in a second because the there's a... And <laughs> and then, <laughs> no, because the, the blood falls into his head. The irradiated blood falls pours into his head. And oh, he's okay. like, Whoa, yeah, I'm going to be the leader. didn't notice that. I still think that that is going to come back at it's some point. Probably not. <laughs> no, I think it will. Well, I'll okay. talk about it later. Yeah,
2: Seeing seeing as far from home will go all the way back to the first Iron Man. That's exactly he, what I'm going to talk about. Great That's great exactly effect. what I was going to say. But
1: Yeah, I want to get more into that because I have thoughts about that. First, I just want to talk about the Hulk G.S. and Three Connections. That movie... He ends in South America, this movie, the first, like, 25 minutes, he's in South America. The first... How did he get to Mexico? Well, he's he's in, like, Brazil. He's not in Mexico. No, it, at the bottom, it says he ends up in Mexico. He's not in Mexico. Oh, you mean he walked to Mexico. Did he? Because oh, he's in yeah. Brazil for the first three minutes, yeah, and then it's gets picked like up like in Mexico. Two, yeah,
2: there's, like, that two-week type skip. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Okay.
1: Um, you fucking idiot. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that is weird that it was going to be a sequel and then they changed it, but they still kept that. They were still like, We'll have him be in South America. Like that's not gonna that's not gonna not make me think that. Yeah, that's
2: and it seems so random. <laughs> but also it kind of can't be a sequel because in the like the beginning credits or whatever, they they go through like the entire like origin story, I guess, and it's different from it's not that
1: different it's
2: still it's still kind of different yeah but
1: i can i can see past like it's still yeah he's still having the same dynamics with betty ross and with with general ross like it still works still an accident he still hurt people and he still had to run away yeah it works that's all that matters
2: even like whether or not it's a sequel
1: in fact i think that that is how all origins should honestly go make it four minutes in the opening credits yeah Sometimes it works again, you know, like Spider Man or Batman Begins, or why do I say it like that? Begins. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> with Spider Man or Batman Begins or Iron Man, those should have origin movies, especially Iron Man. Well, I and... don't know
2: about Spider Man.
1: <laughs> Not now. I mean, oh, those like at the three, time, those okay. three movies I'm talking about, they should have it. Anything going forward, even with the Hulk, people kind of know that character and they know enough that there's two sides to that. There was a science experiment, whatever. But that's all you need. You need four minutes in the opening to be like, this is where everyone is, this is what's happening, and this is where they are now. That's it. That's yeah. it. Because,
2: I mean, I think at the beginning of this movie, like when they just go through the entire thing, it's pretty clear. It's effective. Right? Yeah. It, it definitely works, and you understand pretty much everything that happened, so then you're like perfectly set up for the rest of the movie, even if you don't know anything about the Hulk. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's a science guy. He hurt people, so he had to run away. Exactly, oh, yeah. Of, okay, let's go to the movie.
1: And it's good visual storytelling like we talked about with, with Spider-Man 3. Not a word said. There's some like headlines or whatever. It's all you need. It's perfect. Perfect way to do that origin. You can do that in yeah, anything. Yeah, I feel
2: like more superhero movies probably should have done that. Like
1: Doctor Strange could have done that. Yeah. <laughs> like they could have just been, oh yeah, he was a doctor, fucked his hands up, went to Tibet, learned a lot of magic. Here he is fighting big magical forces, yeah. not fighting some and I fucking mean, guy. It, that
2: was like... <laughs> Halfway through phase three, right? yeah, that so was like eight years yeah, after this. Movie it's been did it perfectly. like this is the MCU. We know that there are there's weird things going on, so we don't need to see like an entire movie of that getting set up. You can just set it up like really quick because yeah, that's not that weird that he just fucked up his hands and then went to become a wizard. Like yeah. There are weirder things in this universe that have happened. And there's lots
1: of good examples, like the way that they've shown Spider Man these movies or Black Panther. They were they were both introduced in the same movie perfectly and there was no even ex- there wasn't even really an explanation of either of those origin stories. There was stories.
2: like brief explanations. It's like it's That's what how you it should, should to be about them and then the rest of the movie is just them doing their thing and then they got their own movies. So Yeah,
1: and then those own their own movies they weren't worried about talking about why they were in yeah, those positions forever? Because we know, over it, yeah. yeah, which is a great way to do it. Yeah, it just confuses me with like Doctor Strange, where it's like, oh yeah, we've never seen this character before. We I can mean, do it I... in four minutes. If we could do it eight years ago when things weren't weird in this universe, we can do it now.
2: I kind of understand why they did it because Doctor Strange is kind of a lesser-known character, I guess.
1: I still think it could have been fifteen minutes. I think yeah, we're over I... origin stories. Yeah,
2: it definitely it didn't need to be as long as it was. But I kind of get it because not a lot of people, like, Doctor Strange isn't a super common name. Or it wasn't before the movie came out. I feel like he might need a little more explanation just because, of like, people don't know him.
1: Maybe that's fair. I just, yeah, I don't know. Because, like,
2: with the Hulk, people know him. So, obviously, you don't need to go over him. But, like, Doctor Strange, if you've never heard of him before... And you just know that he's a magic guy, and he used to be a doctor. That's kind of weird.
1: But does does Thor need an origin story? No,
2: because like, he's he's an actual like mythical character. Yeah. So he doesn't. That's all you need to know. He's a Norse god. And that movie He's doesn't do god it, thunder, that movie
1: doesn't it. do it awfully. That isn't, Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing isn't an origin story. I pro- should probably preface it by saying that. Like, that isn't, here's how he became Thor. There is kind of like 25 minutes in the start of that. I mean, because
2: there's no, there's no, how did he become Thor? Because he just
1: is Thor. That's yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need to become That's himself. more about him learning a, a weird lesson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and like and Cap- having weird eyebrows. Well, <laughs> Captain America, that's a good example of an yeah. origin story. That's another one that where it's like, okay, that one should be an origin.
2: I think it just depends on, like, why you're doing an origin. Like, why you're doing an origin. Because some people just do it to kind of just do it. Well, but actually. Then I feel like Captain America, there was actually, like, a, a purpose.
1: Yeah. On like, your there point. There was things they had to
2: set up for it.
1: Well, on your point about Doctor Strange, I would say. If we can set up Black Panther, who's the fucking king of this weird village that has unlimited technology and no one knows about, I think it's and, a little more than. A village, and we can, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, he has his whole country, yeah. <laughs> and he can, he, we can set that up in five minutes. Why can't we set up Doctor Strange in five minutes? They're both very weird, and we have I, I f- all the Guardians. They're set up so quick.
2: Yeah, that's that's fair.
1: I just, I think that at a point, especially if we could do it in two thousand eight pretty yeah. much anything can be done
2: i yeah i i could see that
1: yeah and so back to back to our hulk 2003 discussion one of the producers the other one who isn't kevin feige kelly ann heard maybe i think I, I think that's right um Pro- it probably isn't. <laughs> well she called this in an interview she called it a requel she called it kind of a reboot and a sequel because it's kind of both so that is also like someone said that pretty accurate interesting again interesting yeah it's interesting that this is, has any connections to that movie. I think that's the only
2: one. I don't think there's anything else that really connects it to... Well,
1: what do you... I mean, the, just the South America thing, yeah. and then Luke you know being a security guard. Yeah, I mean, Maybe. are they
2: security guards for the same place, or is it just... There's
1: five years in between. You get moved around. Yeah, that's fair. That's. I think that's fine. Yeah. I...
2: Speaking of cameos, though, I... <laughs> Stanley's cameo in this is really small but I really like it. It's really
1: good. Again. <laughs> he fucking dies. That's how he should be used. Yeah, and he yeah. fucking dies. <laughs> Which is awful. He drinks a soda and dies. <laughs> yeah, it's sad, but it's it's a it's kind of funny just cuz yeah. it's like, yeah, Bruce Banner maybe you should checked more thoroughly, but <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not on him. Blood I don't all know. over that bottle. <laughs> Somebody should have looked at that and said, "Hey, there's blood in this." Dude. Yeah.
2: How did he this... catch the the drop that wasn't in the bottle? but not the huge stain that he left inside a bottle.
1: (laughs) There's so many moments leading up to Stanley getting that drink where somebody should have been like, this one looks weird. Yeah, the, you when can literally
2: they, see, see blood swirling around in it. When so they like...
1: package it to like put it in a six-pack or whatever, they should have been like, there's blood in this. When they put it on a plane to send it out to, to supermarkets or whatever, Some there's blood in this. Some have definitely seen it. The <laughs> store, when you're putting that on the shelf, there's blood in th- Like, There's so many moments when you should have been like, hey, maybe let's not sell this one. Look,
2: I don't know how that would mix, but I'm pretty sure it'd be very obvious in this bright green soda that there's blood in it i don't think it's ever gonna mix in good enough to
1: none of them look like that but i was also thinking i don't know that much about how soda is made maybe i would assume that they mix a couple colored dyes to make that that color and so there's a red dye and it just wasn't mixed that well And that's probably fine because why would they put it in there because there isn't that much of it but there's enough that you should notice that something's wrong maybe my first thought wouldn't be that's probably blood though from the hulk (laughs) that's maybe maybe that would be a little bit of a jump i just feel like there are a couple moments where you could be like hey let's not do this one (laughs) but whatever
2: i wish we've got would have gotten stanley hulk like in the (laughs) oh my god yeah that's great (laughs) well
1: he's everyone in those in that game Man, those are great games. Those are so good. <laughs> Why are all LEGO games, like, the best games? It's so weird. <laughs> it shouldn't be like that, but it is. What's weird is we haven't really talked about whether or not we like Edward Norton as Bruce Banner.
2: Yeah, c- I mean, because I don't really know how I feel about him. I definitely like Mark Ruffalo as Hulk. I think he does fine.
1: I think he's better.
2: Yeah. I think Edward Norton as Bruce Banner definitely would have felt a little weird... Uh, Like going forward, but at the same time that could just be like we're used to Mark Ruffalo, so it's just like yeah, it'd be weird because it's not Mark Ruffalo. But
1: I would attribute it to the way I felt about Rhodey last week where Iron Man 1, I can't really see Don Cheadle being in that movie. I can't really see Mark Ruffalo starring in this. Yeah, I definitely can't. I think it makes the most sense the way that it went. Yeah. Maybe in-universe it doesn't make as much sense, but I don't really care. Yeah, I think... I am a person... Who under- I live in the real world. I understand how movies work and how contracts work. It makes sense to me that this recast happened. It doesn't bug me that much. Mark Ruffalo is great in the movie season. Edward Norton is great in the movie he's in. They're kind of different Hulks, but I can see them being the same person, just like Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle.
2: Yeah, I think for, at least for Hulk, it's like Mark Ruffalo plays a good, like kind of, I guess, like a pacifist Hulk yeah, and well he's... Edward Norton plays a good like aggressive Hulk. How his character like progresses is he gets like more passive as time goes on. So it makes more sense for him to have been recast to Mark Ruffalo instead of being like aggressive Edward Norton becoming
1: passive Hulk. <laughs> sure, yeah. I like the the kind of storytelling device of the heart of the heart rate monitor. Yeah. That's a really good addition where it's like, yeah, we have something, when that's going off, we understand that the transformation's gonna happen, and that he needs to calm down or whatever. It makes sense. It works, and, and that's good. Like, that's just a good little thing that we haven't seen since. Also,
2: does he only transform when his heart rate gets up to 200?
1: I think so. I think it has to be really that, extreme. Yeah, that's...
2: I mean, I feel like this really weirdly specific.
1: Well... I find, yeah, I think that's really. Specific. I can't argue that point. Yeah, it's like, but I do. why does it
2: need to be exactly two hundred? <laughs> I
1: think it's just because that's convenient for us to be like, oh, well, if it gets to two hundred, yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's like when you see a bomb, it's like, oh, well, we know that that gets yeah. to zero seconds, it's gonna blow up. Um, but that's that's. So he's literally just a bomb
2: in, a rever- in reverse.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's what it is. That's a actually good way of putting it oh we got correspondence the very famous line in the avengers that the hulk has i mean there's a couple but of course that's my secret (laughs) cat
2: i'm always angry
1: i kind of find that scene so fucking cool (laughs) that's one of the fucking greatest scenes in a superhero movie (laughs) But I think that the last scene of this movie where he's like meditating or whatever and you see the the eyes, he doesn't transform into the Hulk, but I think that's him kind of coming to that conclusion where it's like, I, like that, oh, I'm way too far from my microphone. <laughs> but he's like, I think that's the moment where he figures out, oh, I can kind of control this. In hindsight, it looks like that, I think. Yeah,
2: I think that's probably, it's like him pretty much I guess accepting whole because like the entire movie he's trying to like find a cure or whatever, but I think the like at the end when his eyes go green or whatever, this is just him kind of
1: accepting like
2: yeah this is like I'm just I'm stuck with this so might as well just accept it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I think so too. I, I like that. Yeah, I like that kind of coming together because the whole movie from the start he's trying to to figure stuff out in human ways like he's just trying to do breathing exercises or whatever and. Then he kind of he like he finally figures it out through meditation or whatever works for him and that's nice. And then in the Avengers when we see him again, even though it isn't Edward Norton, it's still Bruce Banner in this universe, and that's like four years later and he's figured out completely how to control it, which works. And I don't then he think forgets how to control it. <laughs> Does he? Because I don't no. think I think from then on he he only becomes the Hulk when he wants to be the Hulk. In Ragnarok he has to stay to survive. Yeah. But Maybe last, or not the last thing we should talk about, but I do want to talk about uh, Tim Roth in this. You know, he's like mid-tier villain. I really like him. He's in a lot of Tarantino movies. That's what he's best known for. I mean, I guess he's really only in Reservoir Dogs, uh, Pulp Fiction, and Hateful Eight, but he's great in those movies. And Four Rooms, but Four Rooms sucks. Uh, (laughs) That doesn't even really count. I feel like him shirtless (laughs) makes me uncomfortable.
2: (laughs) Something about how his body looks just makes me uncomfortable. Oh my God. Nothing against him. He's... He, i, he's I like him in this movie yeah. but i don't know just him shirtless like i don't know i don't like it well you know
1: what's funny is you know that exchange where he's like how old are you blonsky 45 and he says 39 he's actually 46 <laughs> in real life so Wait,
2: he was 46 in oh my god yeah
1: so that's funny <laughs> That's good. I, yeah, because I've known that for a while, so watching that, <laughs> knowing that, it's like, oh, you guys know. That's yeah. that's good. That's
2: a solid joke. Um, like, no, just being in the military makes you look older.
1: Yeah, I guess. Totally. Yeah. It is funny, though, that Bruce Banner and Samuel Stearns call each other Mr. Green, Mr. Blue, because, of course... His Tim Roth's f- most famous roles in Reservoir Dogs, where they all call each other like Mr. Brown, Mr. Yeah. Mr. White, Mr. Green. That's funny. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah, because Tim Roth is Mr. Orange. Yeah, I don't know. I like that. <laughs> I good. thought I thought that was a, a nice little nod. It's to another movie. good movie. <laughs> it's a fucking great movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, yeah. we have. Um, I guess just Tim Blake Nelson as Samuel Stearns. He's hamming it up, but I think he should for that yeah. character. Comic Sam Stearns and movie version of him is... They're very different. Um, The one in this movie's an asshole. (laughs) Well, yeah, because he's, like, cloning his blood. And he's not doing it to be malicious. He's doing it because he thinks that that's what would be best. (laughs) Like, he's not trying to be a villain, but he is. And he helps Blonsky because he's a coward. Like, the second that he confronts him, he's like, Oh, yeah, I'll help you And then he dies. (laughs) Well, no, he doesn't. not really. And so that's just what I want to talk about is... That tease? Yeah, because the leader is one of the most famous hulk villains he's just a guy with a big head and he's very smart you mean modok yeah not like that, that big a, not that big a head that guy is literally a head um but he has yeah little legs i know yeah he has little legs he has little arms he's got a rocket chair <laughs> he can go high up in the sky Who thought that that
2: character was a good idea
1: Whoever was was on acid in the seventies, <laughs> who invented him, probably Jack Kirby. Uh, he's a big head with a forehead. Beam. I love you, Jack Kirby. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is. <laughs> We're gonna see him. his show is canceled, but they'll still use him. What?
2: <laughs> who was he the villain for? Was he just a villain that Iron existed? No, Iron okay, Man. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs>
1: yeah, because uh, he's an aim thing, so he's a weird. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So he falls over. He's got like he hits his head, and then. Some of Bruce Banner's irradiated blood falls into his head, and his head goes all weird and bubbly. (laughs) And
2: then nothing else happens. And
1: nothing's (laughs) happened with that. I absolutely think that in this era, we'll see him again. But, like, in what? I don't know. Maybe She-Hulk, honestly. It could be anything. That's possible. I didn't even think about that. Marvel never leaves threads and then doesn't come back to them at some point. Everything comes around.
2: Yeah, because everything has to. The Abomination
1: is still alive. I feel like we'll see him again. We're not... Above ruling in these characters from this movie, even though people like to pretend that this movie didn't happen for some reason, it still, it's we'll, still we still bring him part in. Part of it, yeah. We have General Ross in like the last three huge yeah, event movies.
2: Everything in this movie still happened. Yeah. Even if, even if it was a different actor, it still happened. Like this entire movie isn't its own thing. It's definitely canon in Tony the MCU. Tony Stark is in, yeah, this, in movie. this movie. They talk about the super soldier serum. Exactly.
1: It's 100% connected. Because there's a different face, people forget. Yeah. Which is weird.
2: They could definitely do it in She Hulk. I feel like it might be kind of weird to do it in She Hulk. Just because, one, this is a 12 year old movie that most people don't like and that is, like, barely part of the universe. And also where have these characters been for 12 years and why are they bothering well, She-Hulk instead in, of actual Hulk? They're in the
1: raft or they're under shield surveillance or whatever. I, 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 I it guess. could totally happen because yeah. where was fucking Ralphie from A Christmas Story for the last 12 years? It doesn't really <laughs> matter, fair. but he was there, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So I totally think that we can do that. We, we go f- so far back. Yeah, it's possible. In 2011, Red Skull was eviscerated ev- by the Cosmic Cube And we were like, Oh, well that had to send him somewhere, right? And then he's in the soul stone. Seven years later, we come back to it. And then we come back eleven years later from from Iron Man One all the way to that guy being back in Far From Home. So there's no reason why we couldn't do this. Yeah, I I and they brought General Ross back I think if later. there was
2: anywhere that they were going to do it, it would have to be She-Hulk, because I don't think it would make very much sense anywhere else. And I don't sure. think Hulk I mean, is getting his own movie no, ever. No, because
1: Universal still has the distribution rights. Yeah. Which is another reason people don't really think about this movie, is because everything was distributed by Paramount. Because Marvel produces their movies, but then they're distributed through a different company. So they were distributed by Paramount. This is the only one that was Universal. And then uh, now everything's distributed by Disney. That's another reason, is because this is owned by another company, which is interesting. I don't even know if they have all the rights to this. Probably not. Also, another thing about this movie, because I think there, there is footage from this movie in The Avengers, because there's just a scene where Tony Stark's, oh, yeah, like, right. checking up on everybody, and he sees the Hulk footage from Harlem. Luke Cage, that whole show is set in Harlem. They're never like, hey. There's not one line where they're like, hey. Remember when when Hulk was here? They're not, they, it's not like they don't ever do that yeah. in other shows. That's so weird.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that, like, why would that
1: come up? But it should. It, it should at some yeah. point. Those first seasons of Daredevil and Jessica Jones, they constantly talk about the New York incident, which was when all the fucking aliens yeah. showed up. Maybe if you're going to set your show in Harlem be like, hey, remember when the Hulk was here? Yeah, well, this that movie was, doesn't care. It's pretty intense. I guess it doesn't count, which is, is another thing. I'm like, at least come on, guys, support yourselves. Give it some acknowledgement. <laughs> Please, yeah. It's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, we'll just do listener stuff and then I'll then we'll wrap up. Um, but yeah, I really like this movie. I feel bad for yeah. it all the time I think it's really good. Just
2: two. Two things that I thought were cool about the last fight that I forgot to mention. The Hulk smash is pretty cool. It is cool. The only, only time dumb. we've it's seen it, dumb that, he, that he yells Hulk smash, but... I, no, it's, it's awesome. It's still cool. You know it's and cool. And then the... When like the helicopter lights on fire and he just fucking claps and puts that shit out. Oh, the thunder clap! Yeah, yeah that's just,
1: another famous comic yeah. move that he does a lot, but we've never seen since. I don't think. Yeah. yeah. Just that entire last fight is so good. <laughs> it made me wish that we had had another solo Hulk movie at some point.
2: Yeah, but I'm. It's it's. Not it's gonna... too late now. Yeah. I don't really. I don't. S- want seeing as Hulk is point. never gonna be aggressive ever again.
1: <laughs> yeah, he literally goes raw. Yeah. And punches he a literally car.
2: doesn't know what he's doing anymore. Which I mean, I. I still I still kind of want to see him go back to being normal Hulk. Yeah. Like but I I like Professor not, Hulk it's probably not, it's gonna not he's not going to go back, but I mean I think it would be cool to see at least. You know what I mean? Because actually, he did do stuff at the end of Endgame. He was part of like that sure, last fight. So he's, Sure. But he's, he's still, still capable not capable of it, but he's not, not as, nearly as strong as he was or
1: as ruthless as he yeah. would because he still has a human yeah. mentality he's behind him. He's still Bruce Banner. <laughs> Yeah, like in the Avengers, we still have a pretty violent fucking hole. Yeah. He Destroys Loki. <laughs> he fucking eviscerates yeah, he's it. He's still dead. alive because he's a god, but if that was anyone else, <laughs> yeah. oh my fucking god, that guy destroyed. Also, <laughs> so many broken bones. weird thing to me in the Avengers, even though that's a fucking amazing movie, one of the best comic book movies ever, it's so weird that Hulk has one line in that movie when he says puny god and Hulk doesn't speak again until Ragnarok. (laughs) That's so weird to me. I I always forget that he even says that. that. Like, that's an iconic line from that movie, but I never really register. Oh, yeah, Hulk says that. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) But also, of course he says it. That's his scene. That's so fucking weird. Um, Why does he have one line? (laughs) I know, right? And then nothing in Age of Ultron. Nothing until, until that. But whatever. Yeah, so let's just start with Paul. So Paul says... Okay, so my The Incredible Hulk list. The movie is okay. The Hulk design is good. The fights are good. The characters are boring, except for Bruce. The villain could have been better. Edward Norton was a dick, apparently, but I believe it. He rewrote the script on set like a dick. He wouldn't show up for press like a dick. He is a human meat sack of dicks. Just like a human foreskin. Edward Foreskin is what he shall be known as henceforth. Don't like the Captain America bit because it's weird. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we kind of feel like that, don't we? If, if he's talking about the same bit that we're talking about. Yeah. Love the, I... Wait, what's love the nod to Thor? You fucking idiot, Paul. That's, <laughs> does, that's not what happens at all. Edward Thorskin. Stop. <laughs> God damn it, Paul. Also, Paul, I know that you were writing this last night at a subway. That's a scary
2: place to be t- typing out Thorskin. In night
1: for us, it was 8 a.m. Like, it was 8 a.m. Yeah. over there. He was texting me this at 1219 a.m. So... Yeah, I'm exposing your ass, Paul. <laughs> but even though, I fucking love you. William Hurt is good. Peter Parker... Peter Parker's Mr. Harrington, Mr. Herringskin, teacher plays a non-Asian Amadeus show in this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a whole thing. <laughs> um, That's about all I have to say on The Incredible Hulk starring Edward Forskin. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> Thank you for the kind Amazing words. As always. <laughs> the kind words. You're always great. Um... Travis Bowe says it doesn't seem to get much love, but I still enjoy this movie. I love the action scenes, and I feel like Edward Norton is greatest banner. The end fight between Hulk and Abomination be- may be one of my favorite fights in the MCU. I love how savage Hulk goes, and actually has to be stopped by Betty. Yes, exactly. That is a wonderful depiction of how violent that. Fucking yeah, without Betty, can
2: be. without Betty, uh, Hulk would have definitely kill- killed Abomination for sure. Yeah, for
1: sure. And like, I love I- the. Oh, go ahead.
2: I feel like that would probably have ended in like a neck snap. <laughs> like
1: yeah. This isn't a funny movie, but I no, not still I still find that moment hilarious when he jumps out of the hell of the helicopter and then he's like fuck because he doesn't transform (laughs) i think that's so good i still think that's funny even though every time it's like the one
2: joke in the movie (laughs) pretty
1: much i mean i guess there's that bit when she like screams at the cab driver and he's like i can help you manage the anger we get the purple stretchy pants and he's like no because that's what you do in early superhero movies you take the things about the character and be like oh that's stupid
2: because that worked so well for dante in in dmc
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> fucking Dante with his short-ass hair. Yeah, he puts his- on the white wig. God, Never God, gonna happen. Again, yeah. Fuck then, you, Dante. And then Devil May Cry 5 came out. And, and now it's <laughs> and everyone like, forgot yeah, about DMC because it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it didn't happen.
2: It's a, it's a reboot
1: that <laughs> is a sequel and is called 5, even though so <laughs> you do the math. <laughs> this
2: is not how that works. Yeah, but
1: whatever. <laughs> Brian John says, I just have to say this is my favorite MCU film. That's great. That's a surprise. I love that opinion, yeah. actually. That's totally cool, because this is so and different. That's totally valid. Yeah. I can see it. It's a good movie. It's like an actual good movie, like we yeah. talked about with Iron Man. Because to talk about Scorsese, even though we've said he's 100% right, these are kind of before these movies felt like the theme park rides that he compares them to. I yeah, they I think for a actually while, tried. they felt like cinema, and then eventually they... I would say they fell off, but they actually went back up, and then fell off, and then went back up as like a roller coaster. <laughs> so... I think... Probably, like, all of Phase 1,
2: they were actually trying, but, like, after Avengers... I wouldn't say they
1: stopped trying, I would say... No, 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 yeah, that's not what I mean, but, like... This was before a Marvel formula was established, where all the movies kind of felt the same. This was different filmmakers bringing their own interpretations to things before there was kind of a Marvel code.
2: Yeah, that's... I didn't mean (laughs) that they weren't trying, it's just, like... So, like, what Martin Scorsese says, that they're all, like, roller coaster rides, but, like, before... I feel like they might have put a little more effort into, like, making them, like, actually, like, good movies. Sure. But then after, like, Avengers, they were like, yeah, we're going to make money off of this. So then all the rest of them, they, they could kind of use the same formula. But for these ones, they had to, like, get people into the MCU. Yeah. But then, like, by Avengers, they had them locked in. So then, like, okay, we're fine. So then just start, like, churning them out. <laughs>
1: Sure, sure. And I think that's not true for all of them. I think some of them still have distinct visual styles, especially the Guardians movies. They're completely different from anything else. Yeah, obviously there's ones that stick out, but... But no, you're right. This was before... It kind of came more safe after this, where they were like, okay, well now we, we know what people like from these movies, and we can do that 20 times. Before that, they were like, we don't know if this is going to work. We're still, like, we're putting a lot on people accepting this in a month. So we're going (laughs) to have to really be articulate about how we do this.
2: Literally, this could have completely broken Marvel. Yeah, and they have been broken before. Yeah, weren't they still, like,
1: bankrupt at this point? I think they were doing better because they were still getting, not that much, but they were still making some money off the properties that they lent out. So
2: they they were like, putting on so their much, way back up. But... Putting so
1: much into a production company that has never existed before this year and then doing two movies with that production company is insane. And that's never been Especially
2: done. with how much CG all of these movies take and like how yeah. much money it's like it's it's a lot. You're it's... making
1: <laughs> yeah, that's you spent three hundred and fifty million dollars on these movies. On both of them? Like I'm combined, saying together or on... together. Okay. In in the span of a month. Yeah, that's, you're doing three hundred and fifty million worth. And that's like budget that doesn't even count for like marketing and stuff yeah. like that's just a whole thing but that's crazy it's such a crazy thing and it's amazing that it worked out and then yeah. if it didn't then
2: i i think this probably would have been the last one probably <laughs> like i don't think they would have made anything was, going forward. after the, I iron man 2 maybe yeah. they would have made iron man 2
1: maybe because that first iron, one did yeah. so well but Another thing I want to I want to bring up is I don't know what's crazier, the fact that they released two movies in this fresh universe a month apart or that there wasn't another one until 2010. They did two oh, in the span <laughs> of a month and they didn't do anything in 2009 and that was the last year where there was no MCU movie. Every year has had one since then and most That's... have had elite, more than one. Yeah, I didn't even think about that.
2: Yeah, I, cuz I was like cuz Avengers was 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was wondering like how they space these out if this was like 2008 and yep. then Avengers was 2012 but there's a, how many movies is there there's there's three. 6 in
1: phase 1 so there's well no like between
2: this and Avengers there's Iron Man yeah, 2 Thor five. Captain America
1: what else is there it goes Iron Man Incredible Hulk Iron Man 2 Thor Captain America and then Avengers so there's 5 before Avengers Avengers is the 6th one and then phase 2 starts yeah so that's crazy. Yeah. They did two in 2008, none in 2009, one in 2010, two in 2011, one in 2012. And then from then on, there was at least two a year, forever. <laughs> and, and then eventually, there's been three a year since 2017. It's, so It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. And I'm so glad it worked out for everybody, <laughs> because yeah. it really did. Um,
2: this show wouldn't be happening if it didn't, probably.
1: Probably. I would still probably want to do this, because- Maybe. I, I don't be love these shorter. I don't just love this because of the MCU yeah. I, but maybe would definitely these Marvel be movies a would lot, have... like,
2: we'd probably be done <laughs> maybe mm. almost
1: no I mean how I mean, ma- we
2: just started the MCU so we, we we would be two movies ahead take out all the MCU movies but and,
1: how like... many of these movies don't exist if you don't have the MCU like I don't think they that's they're ga- fair Deadpool Yeah, isn't gonna
2: we're not well, gonna make I, a Deadpool might still exist
1: not like that it might be different but I think Deadpool. The... we wouldn't do such crazy characters if we didn't have like guardians of the galaxy to prove that it, you can still make billions off of it i yeah that's they're fair. not gonna give deadpool 100 million dollars to do yeah. whatever they want i feel
2: like it, it would probably be a smaller budget but i mean i think they would probably still do it it's...
1: i don't i don't know i feel like so many of these movies are reactionary to how well this worked out the amazing spider-man movies wouldn't exist because we need a shared universe yeah we, in fact, a lot of these were trying to capture the shared universe. So many movies would not exist at all without these. We wouldn't have, like, The Dark Tower or The Mummy trying to make these universes happen. They just would never be a thought. But we have them. We would, probably wouldn't have Aquaman or Shazam without these movies. Yeah. Or Wonder Woman. Probably like Probably we, like we the, have to the have... entire,
2: like, DCEU probably wouldn't exist.
1: And yeah, George Lucas said that studios won't do anything unless it's proven. Like, that's why they kept making star wars movies was because star wars people love it and it makes yeah. a lot of money so we'll keep making. well them. i don't know if they love it anymore but <laughs> no but at the time star <laughs> yeah. wars was like the <laughs> biggest franchise of all time everybody fucking adored star wars and had every piece of merchandise or whatever can't
2: wait for the mcu to turn into star wars and they just start making shit movies
1: <laughs> i mean i'll take 25 pretty good movies out after for like a bunch of shit ones whatever yeah. i don't care it's not really the point the point is that once these movies proved that you can go out of the box that's when a lot of these movies started to be like oh well we can we could we wouldn't have like birds of prey in theaters right now or anything like that without these i don't think we would even have a solid connected dcu and maybe it's not always connected but there is still a lot of stuff in these modern movies that are working off of what the mcu gave them like shazam wouldn't have all those connections like there wouldn't be that superman scene if we didn't have a shared universe. It's, yeah. a, it's a whole thing. It's it's really weird to think about, like, without the MCU,
2: what what kind of movies would be big now? Because superhero movies are huge. But yeah. But what would be in its place if the MCU never happened? It probably wouldn't be superhero movies. I mean,
1: so. I don't know if there's... Things come in waves. Like, for a while, slasher movies were huge. And yeah. then, of course, westerns and, like, musicals in, in the 40s and 50s were the shit. And then... But there's been periods where, like... Something will come out, like Blade Runner will happen, and then a bunch of movies will try to copy that style, usually unsuccessfully, and then it it dies out. But with this, it's it's not one movie that sparked some sort of cinematic revolution. It's a bunch of movies like working 10. in conjunction <laughs> with each other before people started to be like, oh we can do this. Because there's always kind of been comic book movies. When Batman came out, we got a bunch of weird pulp heroes. We got the shadow and the phantom and all this stuff. And then, you know, when like, when Spider-Man came out, we got stuff and all that, all that stuff happened. But then when these movies happened and they were working so close together and they were hitting so hard, everyone was like, oh, we can do this and that's and then that's most what of them happened. couldn't <laughs> most of them couldn't but some of them did yeah. perfectly there's some um, f- a lot of the best superhero movies have happened after the MCU some of them have been in the MCU some have just been inspired by it but it's great it's a great movement that we've had going solidly for like 12 years now. yeah but anyway, hopefully
2: it lasts a lot longer <laughs> i
1: hope so too i hope so too and I- i'm sure there'll be a point when we're all fucking sick of superhero movies but for right now, it's, I don't know. I, there's still a while away. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to what Brian John was saying because yeah, this literally <laughs> one line of what he said got was what got us to talk for like ten minutes about <laughs> about waves of cinema yeah. or whatever. <laughs> he says, "I love the Jekyll and Hyde style of the story, and Norton was my favorite casting of the MCU. Before this film was cast, I was worried who they get, who they get, and when he was announced, I knew he was perfect for the role. Although Jennifer Connelly was the best Betty Ross, and as for Thunderbolt Ross, don't make me choose. I think Sam Elliott was a good." ross but i kind of prefer william hurt honestly i love whenever he yells for reinforcement Where are the
2: 50 cows? yeah i don't i i don't know which one i like better yeah i, I love him. I, I love
1: sam elliott but i just love uh <sighs> i just love him. him in this role i think he's so good yeah
2: weird. yeah i think i might have to go with sam elliott no <laughs> uh, yeah
1: fair enough i mean fair enough but <laughs> Yeah. Also, uh, it's weird seeing Sam Elliott with like a buzz cut. Though <laughs> it's yeah. so weird. Christopher Miller says, "I find most of this movie kind of boring, but I love that final battle." Also, what do you think of the Hulk's design compared to the one we see in the Avengers? I think we've both aired our opinions on yeah. that, but that's still a good question.
2: The Avengers, the Avengers one, I still really like though.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't
2: know which one I like. Yeah. I have to think about. That I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want
1: to just repeat myself for a while. But yeah. I definitely like the newer designs. I think better um and then noah solzman who of course (laughs) we know noah pretty well at this point but he said this is a fantastic movie before he becomes the hulk then it becomes weird generic action and pretty rough effects the bruce on the run stuff is the best part good performance is an awesome score but i don't complain that's mostly forgotten not a bad movie but nothing special for the most part i think that kind of shows the general consensus of this that's like yeah you know it's fine but it's not it's not anything crazy he's absolutely right about the score though Craig Armstrong's yeah. score is fucking so good and I was like t- getting teary when uh the of course lo- you were yeah I was <laughs> I'm a little bitch <laughs> I have emotions and stuff inside me can't relate really. uh, yeah <laughs> I saw you cry during Endgame shut today. up yeah we don't <laughs> talk about that <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're gonna uh, talk about that Yeah, but no when the lonely man theme from the TV show kicked yeah. in I was like oh my god because I totally forgot that that happened <laughs> That was so yeah, great. I was
2: not expecting that to happen, and then it did, and I was very happy. So we, we don't get
1: that that much anymore. Like we, I guess Homecoming, we get the Spidey theme with the big booming orchestral thing, and it's like, oh, that's great. We always see that. I will never forget sitting in the theater in 2017 watching Power Rangers when the fucking 90s Power Rangers theme comes on and being like, this is the best part of this whole bad movie. Because they just play it. They just you know, play it.
2: I completely forgot that that movie even existed. <laughs>
1: Have you seen it? No. They play the Power Rangers theme, like the go-go Power Rangers 90s theme, unaltered, and I was so happy <laughs> because I was like, that's great. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I mean, All I remember is that yeah. there's a lot of bad
2: product placement. Oh, the Krispy Kreme like, product placement. Was. Yeah. It's
1: so bad. It's so fucking bad. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: awful. Isn't it, like, important to the plot? Yeah. You like-
1: <laughs> no, like, the Goldar or whatever, he's under the Krispy Kreme, and fucking uh, Rita Repulsa has to go there. Yeah, no, that's this literal garbage, so but good. but uh, <laughs> they played the theme, and that takes balls, <laughs> because most movies would not do that. I think... Did uh, yeah, they
2: play it, like like, just during the movie? Like, was it, like, it was like, like as a joke, it was they, like i think they
1: they finally got their megazords or whatever and they were oh, running and it God. went go go power rangers you know, and i was if, like yeah
2: <laughs> if that movie was actually good i think that'd be that'd be a lot better <laughs> it was still good it was still good <laughs> that movie
1: isn't like atrocious or anything but it's just like not that great so that means everyone hates it <laughs> Because that's what happens with Just like this movie. Just (laughs) like this movie, yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. But I still like this movie. I'll stand by it until I'm dead. Yeah,
2: I would definitely defend this movie because it's really really not as bad as people say it is.
1: I really thought you just poured water on your phone. I was like, you fucking idiot. (laughs) What the hell? It's empty. Wow, that's really cool. (laughs) Um, What, that I have
2: an empty cup of water?
1: That's interesting. It
2: really is. Just like this movie.
1: But this movie is interesting, Franny. Your water thing's fucking boring. Oh, okay. Uh,
2: (laughs) Sorry. Um, Anyway, I'm going to fall over in a chair now. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) Have I ever even told you that there's a skeleton dog in that? Because I I decided on my own that he would be the dog of the podcast. I never told you.
2: Yeah, I did. I I feel like I remember seeing it at one point and asking you about it because I was very confused. Okay, so
1: I should probably tell the audience... In the place where we do our podcast, there's a dog kennel, and I have put a skeleton dog. It's not a real dog skeleton. Yeah, it is. It's one of Gabe's old dogs.
2: (laughs) I mean, it's a Halloween decoration. Yeah,
1: it's a Halloween decoration. Uh, I would love to know what the listeners think we should name him, because he's always here. He's always hanging out Uh, with us. Yeah, I mean, he's
2: always just standing right next to me.
1: Just inside that little cage. And I think we'll we'll put him more center, so we can always see him when yeah. we're podcasting, and he'll bring good feelings into yeah, our we, heart about we gotta, dead dogs. We gotta
2: bring, him, <laughs> we gotta bring him out of the cage at some point.
1: Hulk's Just... dog is cute in this movie. He looks like yes. one of my old dogs. Somebody really likes their that. That like, was literally vibrating in yeah. <laughs> this fucking Holy room. Shit. That was so. Uh, I hate people in, like, loud cars. They're like, we're really cool. There's, there's ends, literally no point in having sucks. a loud car. It sucks. It's so annoying. Everyone hates you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone hate. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> hey, guy with the loud car, everyone hates you. That's like a Minions post. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's <laughs> Gabe so just good. made a Minions post. Somebody make that for us. Put that on a t-shirt, I guess. I don't remember. We'll, really
2: we'll it. make it our new... <laughs> The, the new uh, icon for the show.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, I wonder if we get more or less. Probably more from like soccer moms and whatever. People's <laughs> aunts. Is that our target demographic? It wasn't. Again, I have to retag this show. I guess. <laughs> so, listeners, if you have any suggestions for what we should name our bone dog, I would love you to send them in. There's the name bone too. dog. <laughs> I'm voting for ficus, but I want to see <laughs> what? what everybody else is. I don't know because it's fun to say. Okay. If nobody gives us answers by next week, we're going to call him Ficus What's from now on. Edward Norton. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, you know what? <laughs> Still send in your suggestions that they're better than Edward Norton, but I think we're going to call our dog Edward Norton. <laughs> I'll get him a collar that says Edward Norton on it. That's cursed. All right. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvel movie Pod. You can find us on Holy Gmail. Shit, hold on. you would be the Hulk
2: dog. He'd be the ones from, from the last Hulk movie, the big, ugly ones. Okay, but we
1: can't change the name. He saw us be Edward Yeah, Norton. he's still Edward
2: Norton, but that would make well, him a Hulk dog. Well, he was a Hulk dog. Yeah, now okay. he's a skeleton. Sorry to interrupt you in the, in the on middle. On our plugs? Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> anyway, you can find us. Uh, sorry already said so social for me, but you can email us at marvelmoviepod at gmail.com. <laughs> you can oh, find God, us on that? marvelmoviepod at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at flip You can find me on Twitter at flipdag. But the E Egg is a three. Franny, just like every week, is some sort of weird fugitive from the government because... He has a lot of weird gamma particles inside of him.
2: Uh, yeah, I got a lot of radiation, a lot of super soldier serum, and dog semen. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly.
1: Okay, well, that's a wrap, and I'm taking uh, that. On I your don't foot know somewhere. why I. Agree Can you say with dog that. semen for me? I
2: cannot. Me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna let you have that much fun.
1: All right, I have a whole folder full. A I, folder. I'm you do. Okay. Okay. I okay. say a lot. Of Franny, shut the, shut up. We have to end the show, Franny. No, we're never ending. Franny. The show. This show never Franny. Franny. Ends what sonic flossing twice yes
2: sonic flosses twice and it's so good and i love it
1: it's the best part of the movie that's going in the folder
2: (laughs) star general
0: you always wear such nice suits